We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. We're gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. Episode 7, Three Little Fonzies, we're back. Joe Biden just announced Kamala Harris as his VP candidate. Greenwald, how do we feel about that? You're kind of our expert in this department. Is it the right candidate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, uh, she was getting a lot of attention during the debate. She was previously a candidate uh, earlier in this cycle. Uh, and she was really uh, catching some heads. Um, you know, I, I, you've already seen that, you know, Trump's going after her. He, he tweeted an ad already that was going after her for being phony and, and a vessel for socialist policies. But I mean, I really like her. She's got an awesome background. She was raised in Oakland and Berkeley. She attended Howard. She had a career in criminal justice, but now she is the first, uh, black woman to be nominated as a VP for any major party. It's a big fucking deal. And yeah, I mean, she's putting her, her money where her mouth is. She's been marching. She's been fundraising. Um, I think this is the right pick. It's, it's historic while also safe. So I think it's, uh, it's exciting. Was she, someone obviously, was she the, uh, like top prediction? If you had to guess, was it going to be her top three? Yeah. He, he had said that he was definitely going to pick a woman. Um, and in the wake of what happened with George Floyd and, and just kind of what's been happening in America, it seemed increasingly likely he would pick a woman of color. Um, and that's what he ended up doing. Um, and I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, at the end of the day, I think some of the things that people come down on are hardest for, um, you know, she's going to be Open able to borders. handle and what's that? Open borders. Open borders was some that was just like a democratic platform. During I know, I'm the saying that's what they come they down on her for. Those that's one of the things. No, no, that's not what they come. People come down on her because when she was attorney general in California, she was a little too tough on marijuana convictions. Actually, things like that, and also she was she was a proponent of the death penalty. Things like that, which are mostly things that far left leaning Democrats would be against her for. But the thing is, it's like, what are they going to do? Come after her for that? Like, Trump is way worse. He's like, in terms of that, in that regard, he's way more pro-death penalty and way more, you know, tough on crime and things like that. So the things that are her knocking points are things that, you know, Republicans would be worse on. So I think she was a great pick. And I think uh, it's exciting. She's young. She's, you know, Biden's probably not going to run for a second term. So they're putting, you know, they're putting things in her... They're putting the ball on her court for 2022 or whatever. Dish, I can see I can see the intimidation in your eyes, dude. I think you're worried by this VP pick. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, it wasn't a surprise at all. I just do think it's really funny how, like, they could be on stage, you know, what, seven, it was dropped down in December, so, like, almost a year ago or whatever, just ripping each other apart on stage, like Biden fucking up saying... Yeah. Uh, saying like, oh, and uh, the only like black woman ever voted to Congress like is behind me. 
and she's just standing like three people down from him, like or well, second, it. second black woman elected to the Senate. Yeah, and she was but like, yeah, no, "What they, do you mean about me?" So I just think it's funny. Like, I obviously this, ha- this isn't the first time it's happened. No, yeah, I think it's pretty. They funny. went at they went at each other. There's no question about it. But I think that that in a way sends a good message. They're a unified front, you know, at the same way the Democrats are unified front, and that you know the end of it, the the ultimate end goal is you know beating Trump and putting together a team and a ticket that can do that. And I think that's that's kind of what they've put together here. And I'm I'm excited about it. I really like Kamala Harris. I think she's going to be great. All right. Interesting. Uh, in other news, WAP. WAP is this new song Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion came out with. They have a pretty poppin' music video right now with a cameo from Kylie Jenner. Grimald, I know also this, in- this news stuck out to you. Uh, why is this so important, really? I don't, I don't get the hype behind it. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing I, I'm something. I'm confused on it, too. Can you explain? Yeah, so I, I, I'm not going with this clip of Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics to it, uh, which is absolutely hilarious. So all of you guys know, it's like, there's some whole, you know, holes in this house. There's some, and the lyrics are just like, I, I actually didn't even know until I started reading about how upset people were that WAP stood for wet-ass pussy. And actually, that that is what it stands for. And Cardi B does say that pretty explicitly. I thought she said it like a million times. I thought that was known. I didn't know that. I thought it was really funny, though, just because, like, I I think what's funny to me is thinking about all the all the people out there freaking out about the lyrics and shit. And you just know that this shit's going to be all over TikTok, apropos our conversation. Of course, you know. It's going to be TikTok dances. You know. Yeah, you know. (laughs) I don't think we know. I'm just saying there's going to be. I didn't know that. There's going to be like really young girls doing dances to these lyrics, and the lyrics are absurd. They are about as dirty of lyrics as I've ever seen. Like or heard for any song. So uh, wait, that's why? Been this mainstream. But why are they pissed that Kylie's in it? I don't get it. Like, if it, even if it's their vulgar words, what's why is that an outrage? I mean, that's a different thing, and I'll leave it to Connor to defender. I've got, I, I, I really don't have an opinion on it. I just know that people are offended because they think that the the Kardashian Jenner family are culture vultures, and you this think? was like a moment. This was a moment for black women. And having Kylie Jenner in the music video takes away from was it. Was just like yeah, because all the other, uh, for the most part, women in the music video were were black, and I think it was just like why have Kylie? Like why give her this moment when this song already blew up? Like I watched the music video at like ten in the morning the day it came out. It already had like ten million views. But dude, this I, is, I don't even know what it's at now. This is what Chris Jenner wants though. She wants like idiots like us to be talking about it. Like she, you they, mean. Yeah, Chris Jong-un. Chris Jong-un. As, as Kanye called She does him. make good music playlists. <laughs> but, yeah, apparently. I just... But, uh, is, is Are the lyrics even know. that bad? Like, I mean, I guess... Yeah, that, I'm sure there's worse. If, like, if you broke no, them down, like, no, no, I get they are that bad. I heard it, like, once. I don't need to hear it again because it's a horrible song. And that's what I don't really get. I feel like... Dude, that's all of Cardi... Like it. That's all of lie. Cardi B's lyrics in my opinion nothing fucking blew me out of the water really in terms of this song like that's what i expect from cardi b and Nicki minaj and all them really at this point talking about their wet ass pussies i mean yeah i it's it's interesting too i don't know if you guys saw CeeLo green like took a took a shot at them for having raunchy lyrics as like a way to be famous and have successful songs. His main song is fuck you, isn't it? The most gla- yeah, exactly. The most glaring hypocritical thing like ever. That's kind of oh, a I beautiful like song. Come on now. That's not <laughs> vulgar yeah. really. 
if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. For and then, you know, forget you. It was still pretty popular. Uh, the F word wasn't that necessary. But I do encourage. Yeah, you, know, you can't substitute. The there's no PG version of wet ass pussy the way that you can say nope. the way that you can change nope. fuck you to forget you. You can't really switch that. Up. <laughs> You know, I actually think that even more so than the, than the lyrics, like, you know, not a gardener. I, I'm just looking at it now, like, which, by the way, I think Cardi B, she just, she's so, her diction and her articulation is so good. I think that's the problem. You know exactly what she's saying. Like, she really makes sure that you hear the lyrics coming out of her mouth. That's why she sucks. But, uh, but yeah, no, now I'm forgetting what I was going to say, unfortunately. But um, that yeah, the video of Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics is fucking hilarious. Uh, he was quite upset. Oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say that. Oh, thank God. It's actually not the lyrics like, I need a hard hitter, I need a deep stroker, like, not a garter snake, I need a king cobra with a hook in it, help it lean over, like, whatever. And the, yeah, that line, I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swing in the back of my throat. Which is a crazy line, <laughs> um, dude. That's that's anyway. art. That's artistic as fuck. I, I that <laughs> image is perfectly in my mind right now. They're painting the picture in my head. That's doing your <laughs> like job it. as an artist. That's like I said. No, she's a uh, she is uh, quite quite the artist. But yeah, she has some line about like macaroni. Oh, I'm talking wop wop wop. That's some wet ass pussy macaroni in a pot. That's some. And that was an image I didn't need. Personally, I was just thinking about like wet Easy Mac, and I was like, "Why?" I'm not mad you know, at it. I'm not mad know. at it. It's not the first All time right, well, that that analogy has come up either. Like, come on, you've had that thought before. Yeah, he has. He told me about it. Maybe yes, maybe no. I just for me that was one that I remember being like, "Oh, wow, wet ass macaroni." Like, that's I don't know if I'm psyched about that. I like the visual <laughs> aids. And last but not right, least, well. we got uh, college football is, is looking as doubtful as could be. The Big Ten canceled their season yesterday. Now, I'm not, so, I'm not totally sure. I know the Big Ten, they kind of suspended it, and they're hoping for, hoping for spring football. The Pac-12 today, according to what I read, they just, like, canceled all their sports for the year. Now, I'm assuming... For no, for the fall, for the fall. Okay, well, that's but not what the ESPN headline says, but I think, yeah, that's, I, I'm assuming that they're hoping to play in the spring, too. Uh, I don't hate it. I'm not that mad. Uh, spring football, <sighs> Dude. rather than no football, I, I Yeah, I it. mean, I, I guess so, but, like, the chan- like it's not even set in stone that that's going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen with the Pac-12. And, like, I'm not saying I'm a huge college football fan. I really just got into it living in Nashville. Why would it not happen with the Pac-12? Because they said it's not happening. They're not doing a spring football season. Like, Okay, I just, I, I just yeah. said that, Dish, and you guys said, no, it's it's just temporarily no. suspended in the fall. No, no, I did I said it's not in the fall. It's not going to happen in the fall, and their, their spring sports might happen, but they're not going to do football in the spring. And the Big Ten might do football in the spring. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, I got you. Which, by the way, I see, it's so funny, like, this whole situation and, and these coaches and all these people, like, I saw Scott Frost, the coach in Nebraska, he was like, Nebraska football will play. It's like, yeah, dude, good luck with that. <laughs> like, how, how? what are you going to do? Oh, Who wait. are you going to play? Like, what? No, Colvin's right. They've postponed all sports. They went back on it. Originally, it would consider a return to competition after January 1st, 2021. Yeah, of course they would, dude. They wouldn't cancel. if. They, I mean, the headline does say postponed all the sports. Football is the most valuable sport to all of these places. Like, they would. And also, if you're playing football at that level or any sport, you're a one-sport athlete. It's not like these are, you know, 
multi-seasonal athletes they can play in the spring. What it fucks up is the NFL draft yeah. uh, for players that are going to go to the draft. Like I was hearing them talk on ESPN about what they're going to do. Like, are they going to let scouts on campus in the spring? Like, what does that look like? I think there's a lot of things that are that are up in the air. But yeah, I mean, people acting like you know the college football situation like is going to be safe and you know it's it's safer than if they let these kids do other stuff is just. I don't know. It's it's it all seems like a flawed argument to me, and and I've got no problem if we still have the NFL in the fall, I'll be pumped. I'm not a huge college football guy anyway, so. But I mean, it's still nice to have football, college football like on a Saturday. Like if you have nothing to do, it's still an awesome thing to yeah, wake up early and nice, watch it. For, like, I don't know. Yeah, that we got sucks. The, we got the Premier League. Well, we and uh, and also, I'm pretty sure the NFL schedule is going to be significantly different this year. I expect yep. Saturday, Saturday games. Uh, but also, rather than a total absence in the spring dish, all of a sudden, if you have college football, might that not boost our, I don't know, sports, what we can see? We usually, yeah. we're used to no football in the spring. Having it. Well, I just want to, I just like want to, like a plan set in place. Like, I don't want to just be sitting around like thinking it's going to happen in the spring and then it just doesn't happen. Like, I kept hopes up for a while. Yeah. Like, that's the I, only I, thing. Like, I want a solid plan set in. Like, they're like, all right, we'll cancel the fall, but this is what we're going to do and have a plan ready, which they didn't do, and that fucking sucks. Which, by the way, I was yeah, I'm more glad you time. said that. I'm glad you said that because I was just going to say Hard Knocks, episode one is on tonight. Yeah. We're recording this on Tuesday, which is exciting. Um, it seems to me like the NFL is just, like, going forward. Like, with no, you know, like, like I've, you know, the NBA had the bubble plan. The MLB didn't seemingly have a good plan, and they're failing. You know, the Cardinals are not going to finish their season. They've played, like, six games of, like, 60. Yeah. They have, I, mean, I, I think it was, they have 40 days to play 55 games or something like that. So the Cardinals are not going to finish their season. I'm just curious, and I'm excited. I hope It seems like the NFL is just going ahead. I hope the players will be safe, but it doesn't seem to me like they have a real plan from what – so maybe Hard Knocks will be a look at that tonight. I'm pretty excited to see what we get out of that. Yeah, but I actually I had no idea Hard Knocks was coming back. Obviously, I'm in Colombia, yeah. so how would I really know, I guess? But that is kind of nice. What are the teams again? It's two teams, right? It's, yeah, both, it's both It's both the Raiders and the Chargers. Okay. So pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Especially but, uh, in the midst I, of uh, Derek Carr potentially getting busted for like running burner accounts. No, that won't get brought up. Oh probably. my god, yeah, that won't Derek get brought up. He's such a weirdo yeah. though. That guy's He's a such a freak. clown. I don't yeah. need him again. He's I already got enough of him last hard knock. Yeah. I don't need more Derek Carr. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> the Raiders just went. Wait, wait, wait. I might be. I'm sorry. It's the Chargers and the Rams. It's not the Raiders. Oh. It's not the Raiders. It's the Chargers and the oh, Rams. Okay. The other two LA teams. Yeah, that Damn, makes sense. I thought it was the Raiders. That would have been hype. Yeah. Well, you got me excited. Crazy huh. though that we had the Raiders with, you know, the pre AB situation. I mean, that's that's crazy to look back on. But let me let me kick us off with. Uh, with our political look, I haven't shown this to Liam and Connor yet. I'm, I'm really excited for their reactions because I was howling when I saw this. So uh, I'm excited for your guys' uh, reactions. But uh, here we go. The wind whispered through the forest. A storm is coming. You cannot defeat the storm. From the trees rose a resounding voice. I fear nothing. I come. When the trumpet sounds, I am the storm, the great American grizzly. Introducing the original Trumpy Bear, the fearless, super plush American grizzly. Trumpy Bear was born June 14th, Flag Day. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the flag blanket. Then wrap yourself in the red, white, and blue for comfort and warmth. 
Show your patriotism and proudly display Trumpy on Flag Day and on any American holiday. Trumpy can even honor your own family heroes. God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. Trumpy Bear sits proudly at the front of the motorcycle for all the world to see and loves to cruise with his brother. I'm a former Marine and I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Everyone knows Trumpy Bear loves to go to the golf course. When I ride with Trumpy Bear, he makes my golf game great again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. Simply style his trademark hair and place him in his favorite chair. Even the toughest guys will love Trumpy Bear. All right. Have so, you never seen that before? Just a short little ad. Well, I guess this This, this is not running. new. Dish has like five Trumpy Bears green. Yeah, like, do, they're in my room. This is the first I've seen of this. No, this is um, there's honestly, like, just not much I can really say here other than that they ran this ad on Fox News. So, you know, it's it's an ad that's targeting people. I think the craziest thing to me is that they're the people they show with the Trumpy Bear in the ad are adults. <laughs> yeah. And they don't try and advertise it as, like, get your kid a Trumpy Bear. The dude on the motorcycle like Trump- riding with Trumpy Bear in the windshield <laughs> is too much, dude. It's incredible. It's so good. It's so good. And he goes, I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear by my side. And the guy with the and golf game. Like, <laughs> my golf game. So, <laughs> my golf game. Great it's again. just so good. And at the end, the announcer says, uh, even the toughest guys love, you know, hanging out with Trumpy Bear. And it's just like... Why are you trying to advertise this to Harley riders and, you know, old ladies? And it's just hilarious. The Trumpy Bear with the orange hair. I mean, I just find it hysterical that they would they would show that ad on Fox News and not like SpongeBob or something like a children's show because it's a fucking stuffed bear. And yet. <laughs> They're advertising it for an audience that they know is mostly. Well, you know they're gonna buy it. The older people are going to buy. It. Like that is going to be sold, and you're an idiot if you don't think so. And also, I feel like an American flag blanket for all the love of the flag. I, what the fuck is that? Like she takes the American flag blanket out of the Trumpy Bear's ass. Yes, basically that's how patriotic ass, he is. That's what his ass. Puts, uh, he shoves he America right up his America. ass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's got America right up his ass. He takes it and puts it up the butt. Not much else to add on that. Just a hilarious ad that I had not seen. And uh, also the transition, the transition is great. Like the storm is coming. (laughs) You cannot defeat the storm. The American Grizzly. Introducing Trumpy Bear. And then it just goes into the bear. I feel like Trump knows, Trump probably has made a bunch of money from that dude between like his supporters. But also I I would guess that sometimes people buy that as a joke for like the the super libs like you, Greenwald. Like... (laughs) I'm gonna buy yeah, like when your when your birth when your birthday comes around. I have a great birth. I have a birthday <laughs> present for you now. <laughs> yeah. Liam, what do you got? Yeah, so this is just going off kind of. Um, I know I did a um, something a few weeks ago, an article on you know the racist baseball teams. So this, and I sent it to you, Greenwald. I think Coughlin too. Um, an article by the L.A. Times talking about more diversity in camping. So now. It's not just baseball teams, folks. It's gone to one of our favorite outdoor activities, camping. And national parks are now both, unfortunately, racist. Because camping is too expensive. From what I got through the article, it pretty much says... Okay, yeah. Once again, can you find me lines in this article that say camping is racist? Or are you literally just inferring that 
based off of the headline, nope. which said, want more diversity in camping, start with the gear. No, I'm going off of and what they said. And you don't even know that it's... What? What? Okay, so tell me, what did they say exactly? Um, going into how almost all U.S. national parks were originally, originally home to the indigenous populations, talking about how a study was conducted and 94.6% of visitors to national forests are white. Where else do I go? I think there's a lot of white guilt right now. Um, I mean, do you want anything else? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think you're taking an article that was about, you know, making camping a more inclusive activity because historically even some of the greatest Americans, I forget there was recently one, um, you know, one of one of the great Western explorers who, you know, he had some lines about about black people and about Native Americans that were just very uh, unforgivable and clearly not uh, okay. And, you know, that's we have to look at the whole past. We have to look at the whole picture. And this is, I think, an article about, you know, supporting companies that are helping to make gear, but they're run by diverse groups rather than just, you know, continuing to sponsor the same places but in no way are they calling the activity of camping I think every so, time i wanted to go camping after that i had to wait until one of my white friends wanted to go the disparity in access to the outdoors is particularly frustrating to harris are you doubting that that person's experience no i'm not i'm just saying if they're that's... inherently calling going camping race they're saying it's only for white people which I think is racist. No, they're not. Did, You're interpreting it that way. But but in no way are they saying that the activity of camping is racist. They're just saying that it feels like it's an activity that's far more done by white people. And I think that's objectively true. All right, so the hot box. Who's leading us off with our hot box question this week? Let's get right into it. Uh, I feel like Liam should probably start just because uh, he is the defending champion, and I will acknowledge that. Is that is true. Okay. I'm still defeated in this in this episode seven, and I have yet to win. Oh, really? I did not we, know we, that. We, well, we had a, we, I think we had four ties, three or four ties, and then Connor won, and then you won your first one. Try and be humble. No. <laughs> Dude, it's not my fault. You suck, and <laughs> we don't like your answers. That's on you. <laughs> Just get better. If I w- if I won today, we would have the same amount of wins. Hypothetically, but you did. Go ahead. You haven't won yet. But anyway, well, we haven't started. So, uh, Jack, Jack, when it's your turn, you can speak. Okay, is that okay? We good? Do we go? Are we good? Are we good? Quiet, quiet down front. Thank you, Jack. So, <laughs> this weekend after eating two of my favorite food uh, restaurants, Outback, and then the next day straight to Moe's, and after today obviously beating the court case of my traffic violation, I was thinking, if you were on death row, and you had one meal, and it consists of one entree, one drink, one appetizer, and one dessert, from, and these can be from a combination of different places, could be homemade, whatever the fuck it is, what would be your last meal? You want to go first, Carl? No, you're going know. first, Greenwald, because you immediately responded that you have an answer, and I'm pretty lost yeah, I, at this one, so I might be thinking as I go a little bit, so I want to hear how you respond. Oh, shit. All right, well, I yeah, I've thought about this before, because actually just, if any of you are curious out there, including you guys, you can actually look up the last meals of- I did, I did, and I'll run. touch on that, but it didn't even help, it just confused me even more. Well, they are confusing because I told Liam, like, I asked for clarification if we were allowed to have a dessert because there was a guy who famously, I think, had, like, three tubs 
of mint chocolate chip ice cream. That was the uh, Oklahoma City bomber. That dude was the one who did that. Another dude asked for a a single olive with a pit in it, with its pit in it. (laughs) Another dude just wanted Coke and Pepsi. Like three packs of Cokes and Pep. Like what? Why would you need to have think, Coke and Pepsi? I think because a lot of them are sadistic fucks in this situation. They literally just wanted like, they're like, maybe I'll get one last, you know, giggle out of my life. Well, the guy that ordered the olive, hit that picture of like the plate with an olive on it is famous. And it's like. It is a creepy picture, if you know the context particularly. But if you just is see he this in empty- the picture, no, he's not. It's just the plate, and it's oh, a it's single olive, olive with like some syrup Sheesh. spilled on it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. That sounds fucked up. All right. Well, so I'll go. So first of all, for my drink, I was actually gonna say uh, like a local IPA from somewhere from Vermont or wherever I was, and wherever I, you I, committed. I didn't want wherever you committed the crime. <laughs> Wherever, wherever I was responsible for, for killing someone. But I, I realized just because it's more expensive and when it's made well, it is one of my favorite drinks. Espresso martini. Espresso martini. That would probably be my drink of choice uh, for this meal. For my appetizer, I'm going Tostitos Scoop Chips. I do love Hint of Lime, but I'm going Tostitos Scoop Chips with a big, slow cooker-sized portion of buffalo ah, chicken. Okay. As my appetizer. No, 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 no. But uh, I was going to say chips, like celery, some other stuff, but I'll stick with just chips for for respect to not getting crazy with it. For my meal, the fattest New York strip steak you can possibly find. It is my favorite food in the world, no question. Particular restaurant. On the grill. I mean, I do love an Outback. (laughs) I do love an Outback New York strip steak, but I do think to this day the best meal I've ever had was uh, Abe and Louie's. I had a 18 or 20 ounce New York strip steak from there. It was like 60 bucks. It was for my birthday. It was unbelievable. Uh, and then on the side, I would have, like, if I have to pick one vegetable, I'm going to go with asparagus. But I would do, like, a little mix of broccoli, asparagus, and peppers. But you don't have to. No, one, my... no one's forcing vegetables <laughs> down your throat in this case scenario. <laughs> but if, if you want okay, them, you well, can have well, them. Well, <laughs> if you want just them, tell them. Yeah, it's got to be a balance. Yeah, dude, it's your order. So balance of broccoli, asparagus, and peppers. And then also on the side with that, a loaded to the motherfucking nines baked potato. And when I say loaded, I'm talking cheese, bacon bits, and most importantly, as much sour cream as I can fit in that motherfucker. Because that shit makes baked potatoes so fucking good. And then lastly for dessert, a big fucking bowl of vanilla and coffee. Haagen-Dazs ice cream has to be Haagen-Dazs with homemade chocolate syrup on top. Homemade chocolate syrup. Did you make it? Mom, my grandmother oh. makes fucking fire chocolate syrup. I didn't even know. That. And I wouldn't want her to see me on death row, so it would have to be someone else. <laughs> but I need that I need that chocolate syrup homemade. It can't be like Hershey's or any of that stuff. But I, if I had to settle for it, I will. Haagen-Dazs non-negotiable. Has to be Haagen-Dazs. All right, I guess I'm up, and I'm really at a loss. Originally, okay, my appetizer was originally clam chowder, but I'm going to change that to... <laughs> To like ed- edibles, I guess I'm just gonna say a bunch of edibles for the appetizer because uh, first of all, do you die like right after you eat this meal? Is that, this like the hour before? I think so. I, I'm under yeah, the impression it's, it's your last. 
right. I th- think so, yeah. Then I'm going edibles with the appetizers, so hopefully they kick in a little bit before I get put in the chair. <laughs> Bro, this is the same thing as you saying you wanted to be tripping when you got eaten. Bro, I was gonna say I was gonna say the truffles in Amsterdam. So I mean I changed it to edibles because they're an actual food. I just like it's hard for me to imagine this. Like I'm gonna die. And now that that's going into you like just what I would a bad eat. Crime. I would just, if you look at, like, because, yeah, I looked up some of the more famous, like, last meals, and so many of them are, like, like uh, a bowl of chicken from KFC, Big Macs, yeah. and stuff like that, and that's kind of where I'm thinking, just because I guess, hypothetically, that dude that ordered the bowl of KFC chicken probably knows that's not the best chicken in the world, but maybe it's the smell or something about it, where he, like, relates to the world before he's about to get sucked the fuck out of it. So, I, I like a burger, you know, I'm just going to, like a Wen. I love Wendy's so much. <laughs> I'm going to say a Wendy's burger, but I think I'm going to up the ante to Five Guys, just because I am aware hey. that a Five Guys burger is a little bit better. So, yeah, just for the nostalgia thing, I might recognize the smell a little bit. What else? What else do I have to say? I, I went appetizer, uh, main meal. Dessert. And a drink. Yeah, just dessert and a drink, too. Dessert, like... Unless clam chowder (laughs) in a cup as your drink. That'll suffice. Uh, Yeah, I might go clam chowder as my drink, I guess, as bizarre as that is. I just don't, like, have a fucking drink I need to say. The thing about, like, out, like, an espresso martini, Greenwald, hypothetically, like, I mean, I I love my alcoholic beverages, but, like, like, does an espresso martini taste better than an espresso? Are you going to get drunk off that espresso yeah. martini? Greenwald will. Not one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> nice little bullshit cheap But shot I wasn't there. necessarily was thinking like an al- alcoholic drink just because if it's one, you're not necessarily going to get drunk. And like the alcohol makes it maybe not taste as good as other drinks. I'm just going to go clam right. chowder I for the drink. I see what you're saying. And then dessert like, I don't know, a pavlova. Like I love, I love meringue shit. Like, yeah, I guess I'll go a pavlova with some <laughs> fruit on it. And like one little, a cheeky little move I'm trying to slide in here. I did see one of the people in their last meals asked if they could watch the Lord, uh, uh, what's it called? The Lord of the Rings series all before three? they died yeah. during their meal. Uh, I don't know about all three. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. Because if you got to die like after an hour, <laughs> if you can watch all three, I'm definitely taking the truffles if I know I got like six hours to kill <laughs> o- o- over the edibles. But for that reason, my ch- I'm, I'm slipping in. Like a movie. I'm going to ask for a movie. Even if I have to pass up the Pavlova, I'll take a movie. And it's got to be like a mind fuck. It's got to be like Donnie Darko or Truman Show or something like that. Just so afterwards I'm all confused. And I'm like, what? I I don't get it. And then I got to die. And then I got to die like right after that. Yeah. Really, just a bizarre series of events there, all around. And also, and also, you can you can be given cigarettes in your last meal. I might as well fucking smoke a pack of cigarettes if I'm on the way out. So I'd probably squeeze that pack of cigarettes out there in in place of the pavlova as well. Yeah, all right. Well, I do love edibles, but I think I'm going to have to go green virgin on this one. I do love a New York strip steak. I do love a goddamn loaded potato. Is that what you uh, is that what you get, Dish? At uh, no, I, I actually or... get two lobster tails. That's so whack. <laughs> I can't believe Outback's your favorite place, and that's what you get. Why isn't like Red Lobster your favorite Dude, place? Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you take me for? I'm about to get. I'm about to switch this point. Red Lobster. Good. Don't. I've never been to don't Red go. Lobster. Okay, I won't. Don't. Outback right. Lobster's phenomenal. I won't. Don't knock until you try. Oh no, I believe you. 
I just, it's not called out, Outback Lobster. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of that. I mean, that Bloomin' Onion, it's like the whole nine yards, and it's the experience for me, too. No, it's everything. Oh, yeah, Bloomin' Onion is, uh, yeah. I actually, I'm not even that big of a fan. Oh, I oh, with my, what, just so you're what, a big fan. What, the Bloomin' Onion right? thing? Yeah. You can't just throw well, that under the rug, though. You gotta own that. I eat ridiculous, I eat ridiculous amounts of bread. Yeah. And then I gotta, because the Outback bread is so, so fire, and it always comes warm, and. They also give you unlimited. I mean, Outback. I can't say enough positive things about that establishment. It's just there's never enough positive things. But uh, all right, so I'll go with my question. So I actually last week on Friday, Amine dropped an album. Amine. I don't know if I'm saying that right. The guy is famous for Caroline, Vinus Hill. Right. She's my baby. Whatever. But that album was actually really, really, really good. And I didn't really know like who's going to be featured on it or who he worked with on it. But it made me think because two of the songs, these two songs, one called one called Can't Decide and one called Compensating featuring Young Thug, who apparently was eating while he recorded his verse. Just goat shit. I mean, they said, if you listen to the... Uh, okay, whatever, I'd be offended uh, if version. I was Amine or whatever his name is. If I probably paid like 100 grand for Young Thug on a verse and he's he just can, eating he, Only he can hear it with the acapella version. But anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm ranting. I'm sorry. Both those songs were produced by T-Minus, and I guess his new tag that he's using is You Good T-Minus, which is just from Middle Child with J. Cole. And, and when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, this beat's about to be fire. So my question for you guys is like, when are you like listening to an album and you hear that producer tag uh, and you're just like, oh shit, this is about to be fire? So that coupled with what's your favorite and is the best producer tag uh that you have all right i didn't realize how many goddamn producer tags there were until i tried to answer this so question many. there are so many dude, and so many recognizable ones where you wouldn't even probably i bet you don't even know the producer's name but when you hear that little jingle you're like oh yeah i, I i've heard yeah. this before i already f i might say some to shout out some because i already am pretty confident that i know what dishes is gonna be but i'll probably avoid it for the most i won't say too many maybe maybe once we know the answer Originally, because Greenwald, you were talking about like if you, if there's a song that comes in your mind, the yeah. Jaleel beats holla at me, and then the Bobby Shmurda song dropping after. That's probably the most iconic one in my opinion. Like as soon as you hear that, you know the Bobby Shmurda song is dropping. So many other ones, man. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? Like that one. Yeah. Murder on the beat, so it's not nice. Another one. Yeah. Maybach music almost was my answer, just because back in the day when I was like in high school, yeah. like Wale, Rick Ross, all those guys, Meek. Meek, all with the Maybach music in the background, which was so good. But ultimately, I feel like it was so memorable the first time we heard it, and it stuck with us. And there's so many memes about it. So I'm gonna go with Metro Boomin, who's got a couple, but the OG. If young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Oh. Said by Future himself, which is very important to me. Future being who he is. So important. The first time anyone ever heard it was in Jumpman from What a Time to Be Alive. One of the greatest collab mixtapes of all time, really. Yep. And then I think it really, really, really blew up on Father Stretch My Hands Part yeah. 1 uh, with yeah. Kanye and Designer. Oh, yeah. And like, it doesn't even really make sense. And I think that's why it took people's imagination and why so many people remember it. Like, if Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. It's like, I, I don't know, whatever I reason, look everyone it remembered it. At, like, there were so many memes about it, like, about whether or not Metro trusts you. Yeah. Like, just so many, so many memes based on that premise. 
And uh, that's the one that really sticks out to me. A couple a couple other ones. Just I thought this one was hilarious. I would never choose it, but it's uh it's from that Waka Flocka song. Listen to this track, bitch. And then it's like, girl, the way you do. But like, other than that, that is such a great, it's really aggressive the way it's, that, dude, whoever that is says it's so aggressive. I couldn't choose it for other than that reason. But final answer, if young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> no, but uh, call I did the same thing when I like looked up, you know, producer tags. I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I didn't even know there's, there were that many. And also didn't know just about anyone behind them obviously metro that i actually almost did pick that one just because the father stretched my hand but i went with i caught i knew you would know i was going with coughlin but oh lord jetson made another one <laughs> pretty much yeah, I, knew so, I, knew like, I was gonna rip reasons. on you so hard if you didn't pick that one yeah exactly one. exactly it's like two reasons first of all i love saying oh lord <laughs> i've said it for a while so having that as a song but it automatically, when I hear that, I just think of Bop by the Baby, and I mean, that gets me fucking going. But it also has 21, Lion King on Ice, J. Cole, Greenwald, um, Sugar, What's, What's Poppin', what? Well, honestly, my problem with Oh Lord, Jetson made another one, is that, yeah, Bop is the only song that comes in my head by the Baby, and in my opinion, that shit got played the fuck out. I don't really fuck with the baby anymore. I think he's super repetitive. I think like the way people think Migos are falling off. I'm assuming the baby's gonna fall out. I don't think he's got that much well, originality to offer. No, but I, th- I I think he's slowing down too because I mean really he's only got one cadence. He's only got one flow in my That's opinion. True. And it's just this. Yeah. It's just like, dude, how much did we love Mask Off the first couple months we heard it? But eventually we we're like, okay, the flutes are getting. A little annoying, a little bit repetitive. Same thing with Bop for me, like that. Do 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 do. Like I don't need to hear it anymore. I heard it enough. In enough of Greenwald, in enough of Greenwald's TikToks in the TikTok community, that shit got played oh, out. I don't hey, need it anymore. Easy. Hey now, hey now, hey now. All right, well, I got a, I got a few thoughts here. First of all, I, I love Connor personally. Something that I, and I'm gonna go with Connor here. I got to. I'm sorry. The the that's that's not only it's just one of the best producer tags of all time which says something because there's one thing i want to shout out here quickly producers who are so good they have two memorable tags and metro's not only got if young metro don't trust you i'm gonna shoot you but he also has uh metro boom and want some more and that's also super hype super hype and I, i'm forgetting what the other one is but a couple ones i want to shout out because when I originally thought of this question all the way back, I think like the second time I went to London, it was because London on the track also has two hype tags. He's a lot of them do. I'm in London, got my London. beat from London and London on the track. Yeah. So there's just some, a lot of them do. And the fact that they can switch it and everything. Uh, one other one I do want to shout out is, is takey. Fuck yeah. that one on nonstop. Like that's what, boom. I just flip the switch. Yeah. And it's just like, every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm about to flip the switch right now. And I start doing the damn, like, yeah, we saw your just TikToks. songs that are that Tough iconic. question a little bit, because, I mean, a lot of them do have the N-word in it. So I'm, I wasn't going to be yeah. like, I'm going to go with Take Heat when he's like, yo, Take Heat. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but yeah. I mean, bottom line, no. really, I mean, in part, you have to compare the producer to and Metro Boomin versus 
Jetson is that his name? Who the fuck? Like, is he even a big producer, really? Uh, Jetson, who happened to make yeah, another, and he does. And the only other person I do want to shout out because I'm fucking forgetting what his other uh, tag is, but it's because the other one is so notable and literally. Was it on the beat? Oh, so, <laughs> no, I was gonna say murder on the beat, not so nice. it's not nice. And I for think me, I said that. I think I said that earlier. Oh, did I you say that? Okay, because I'm looking at this list. I'm looking at this list, and it says that Portland is is the hottest drop of that. Get the fuck out of here. Butterfly yeah. effect. Oh. Oh, well, Murda's like right one of the biggest. That. I'm surprised that anyone said he even has the biggest one. He's got a ton of hits. Also, cook that shit up, Quay. <laughs> yeah. It's cut, is it cut that shit up, Quay? Cook that shit up, Quay, by Quay Global. But oh, I, like, you wouldn't. See, I don't I'm even not going to pick. That. Yeah, Quay Global. Like, I don't even know that. That's what I'm saying. I know the jingle. I don't know who the fuck Quay You know Global. who deserves zero credit, though? The worst producer tag ever, which we should mention just before we move on. DJ Khaled. I, I want to kill myself when I hear him. Another We the best. And it's so Oh, I notable. thought you were going to say another one. Like, yeah, there's another one. Oh, yeah. We the best. Yeah, that's We true. the best. Yeah. We the best. But yeah, God, I mean, there's so many good ones. It's just that feeling, though, that, yeah, like you said, Connor, which is so true. You might not even know who the producer, him or herself, is. But you hear that tag and you're like, oh, shit, this is about Uh-oh. to go in. Yeah. Like, you just know it's about to go off, whatever it is. So. All right, last but not least, my question. All right, so, you know, the last dance was a big thing where I'm living here in Colombia. I was watching it with my Colombian roommate. It was really enjoyable because he doesn't know a lot about basketball. He was particularly fascinated with Dennis Rodman. He just, like, he knew who Michael Jordan was. He had heard of Scottie Pippen. But he's kind of like, yeah, I don't get this dude dennis rodman which is kind of like a lot to get you know i mean <laughs> best-selling book like wearing wedding dresses going through times square like partying all the time he's a fascinating he's man. he's such a fascinating man so we watched the documentary of dennis i was like you got to see the dennis rodman documentary so we watched that and it was a really small part near the end but it's really underestimated honestly the impact dennis rodman has had in like international relations between the United States and North Korea is absolutely tremendous. All right, for, first off, Trump, when Trump met Kim Jong-un back in 2018, it was the first time the leaders of those two countries had met. It was all really thanks to Dennis Rodman. And Dennis Rodman proceeded to one-up that by like going with a crew of globetrotters and uh, like having like a little exhibition game with the best North Korean basketball players, and they ended up like chilling with Kim Jong Un afterwards. Yeah. There's a great uh, like Vice documentary on it. I highly recommend so, it. Yeah, with this guy Shane Duffy, he's one of these Vice workers. Really good. I kind of watched it. This this that's kind of why where this question comes from. But I mean, let's be real. Uh, one of the reasons, I mean, the main reason that the U.S. doesn't have good relations with North Korea is because the supreme leaders have always been pretty fucking crazy. They've created this unbelievable narrative for themselves, which have also included creating some ridiculous laws. Let me give you guys some examples of what I mean. For starters, it's claimed that Kim Jong-il bowled a perfect 300 his first ever try. In his first time golfing, he had 11 hole-in-ones in in an 18-hole golf course. All 17 of his body of his bodyguards confirmed this as witnesses. That's unbelievable. In his North Korean <laughs> biography, it was said that he doesn't defecate. Also, he wanted to solve North Korea's hunger cr- hunger crisis by breeding giant rabbits. 
I guess there was this German dude that breeded giant rabbits like bigger than dogs. And Kim Jong-il ordered 12 to like test it out. But the German dude got pissed because he discovered that they were all just like eaten at a like at a political party dinner or something like that. And also in North Korea, it's not actually the year 2020. It's the year 107 because in North Korea, they go by years since the birth of Kim Il-sung. So basically, my question comes down to this, guys. If you're in this incredibly unique position of power, all right, let's say you married into the family or something, and somehow ended up being the next North <laughs> Korean supreme leader, what would you do? Okay, and I don't want you to take this answer too literally. I don't want Greenwald to give me this spiel. Oh, we would have to educate the youth <laughs> and all this Reform. stuff. Not want a creative answer. More in line wow. with some of the craziest things that they've done in the past. For example, Kim Jong-il, personally for over 10 years, was consuming 900, or what did I say, $900,000 worth of Hennessy every year, just out of personal com- consumption, making him the all-time yeah, so, Henny consumer. I go first. Uh, so I don't mean Greenwald, I don't mean improved education, or none yeah, of that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Just calm the fuck down, all, right. all right? I so go first. first of all, I... I go I, first. It's my turn. Why? I haven't gone you first. That. Yeah, you did. You went first first. Oh, yeah, I did. You're right. All right, all right. You go first. I, did. first. I was just going to say, though, before you go, that it could have been a question what the most ridiculous thing that Connor, like, of those things that he's mentioned, like, which of those is the is the most blatantly ridiculous and impossible? And I think that, because already I'm trying to decide between the 300 and the golf thing. Both are so what absurd the because of the bodyguards. I mean... You can go poop. on at that. I mean, that as well. It's all ridiculous. They both go together. Go they yeah. both go together, honestly. Um, like, he also learned how to walk when he was, like, three weeks old. Yeah. He's also, I guess, where he I guess where he was born was at, at like, this mountain peak. Sacred and there was, mountain, a dub- yeah. there was a double rainbow. And, like, a new star had double appeared rainbow. at the time he was born. He's just an incredible, yeah. incredibly if, like, accomplished he, person. Yeah, I wonder if he could. Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. I was going to say, just, like, because I've been down in the North Korea rabbit hole one too many times but they also say like he controls the weather like he controls literally every fucking aspect of their lives so when he died and I, I forget when uh, i think it was like in the late 2000 like 2010 or something like that um like the people literally couldn't believe that he died and they're like all dude you gotta see crazy. you gotta see these and, youtube videos yeah. of they only have like one tv channel so like you know how they have those huge parades that yeah. literally contains like a percent of their population Like, at his funeral was one of these huge parades, and you have to see it, like, with your own eyes. This TV presenter, everyone, everyone is hysterically crying. And this, this, even the TV presenter is, like, screaming, like, into the microphone, like, how could you do this to us? How could you leave us? And he's, like, screaming, bawling his eyes out, dude. I've never seen anything like that. If you didn't cry enough, they took you away. And not only that, if you were taught your whole life that this man could do all these things, you would probably, and you believed it, you'd probably be hysterically crying too. Like, yeah, because someone that no, he's great, literally a god. That is like yeah, a god like among them. Yeah. yeah. So all right, Liam, go ahead. Yeah. Go so ahead. I mean, this is kind of easy for me, just thinking, you know, the god thing. You know, look, it's not my first rodeo being a supreme leader. So I would definitely keep in play. You know, just obviously statues of me just everywhere huge ass palace like i'm keeping all that cool. but i'll be a benevolent ruler like i'm a loving ruler but i will rule tough like i'm not gonna let you get off just scot-free anyway my number one 
change law in action would be every restaurant or anywhere that sells food must, and this is a must, have the option for it to be an edible as well. <laughs> every single restaurant, I want my food, to, everything just to be an edible. Everything I fucking That's eat. pretty epic. Well, actually. you know, I actually did see that, like, marijuana is not, I don't think it's illegal there. It's not. Surprising. Yeah. Of all things. I'm sure there are some stipulations with that, though. If you're selling, probably, because there's no there's thing, gotta be thing some capitalism, but. Dish, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Everything with an edible that, option, I, I do like that. Are we assuming yeah, that everything yeah. tastes the same? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, possible? I meant to say that too. Yeah, everything okay. tastes exactly the same. All, all good, all good edible items, I guess, can be made to stay the same, even if they're full of exactly. marijuana. That's pretty damn good. I, 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 I gotta. That's that's good. I had a tough time with this one, but I think I came around. I mean, there was a couple things like. Obviously, I don't think it's worth mentioning like what you do with like your money or your wealth, like having cars or boats or living on an island like he definitely does. You know, some of the first things that that came to my mind actually were that, you know, obviously he's hailed like a god and and he's called the supreme leader. Uh, I would want to be addressed as the king of everything who is more wise, handsome and generally superior to the rest of us every time I was addressed. I would want that to be exclusively used. See, I'm a loving ruler. Supreme leader is weak. <laughs> if you have that much authority, you should really make them gas you up. Um, but that's not big enough. And another thing I had was that everyone should always have airheads on them at all times because that's my favorite <laughs> candy is random. But for me, the number one important thing that I think I would do since he can do this is I would like chain up all of the most creative people in the country like all of the best musicians movie writers like artists of any kind and basically just put them in like a torture think tank where they have to come up with ideas for me that i would pawn off as my own and people would be forced to believe that like all of the greatest things of all time came from me so it's essentially like a reimagining of the movie yesterday where everyone forgets about the beatles and he just becomes the beatles basically and everyone thinks he's this amazing songwriter it's unfortunately not that great of a movie, but the concept is something that I could really get behind where like everyone would think that everything creative that's amazing came from me. And, you know, if they're pretending that this guy got a 300, he walked at three, all that shit, they would have to believe me if I told them that I, they were my ideas. What if they don't do okay. it? Okay. What if they just Okay, like, well, here's the thing. It? Here's the thing. Greenwald. Well, torture them. <laughs> The the thing is, Greenwald, when you say everyone, if you're talking about the whole world, well, your expectations are too high. And if you're talking about the people in North Korea, no, no, they already the do. They already do. Apparently, Kim Jong-il wrote six, uh, I don't even know what to call it. He composed six symphonies, six symphonies, and uh, all of them are undoubtedly regarded as the greatest pieces of music ever created. Like, that is how they're perceived in North Korea. So that's already a thing. You're not really bringing much well, news to the table or nothing new to the table. Well, I, I, but I am in that. I don't know exactly how he's executing that. Like, did he write six shitty symphonies that they're pretending are good? Or did he do what I'm suggesting and literally have someone write them for him and then pretend that they were his? I don't know, but I am saying that I will literally tell people and I won't do it directly because I don't want to feel the guilt. I'll pay people to do it or I'll have people blow me to do it. That will literally torture. <laughs> You'll have people blow you to do it? So now you're raping. Huh? 
You'll have... Below me. Oh. Below oh. Me. Below you got to pronounce me. your words. The people below me <laughs> will have to do it for me. They will have to suck all of the creative juices and everything out of, out of them penis. or they'll kill them. And they won't tell me. I won't know. It'll just be like supreme leader. I mean, uh, king of everything who is more wise, handsome, and generally superior to us. We have this that's amazing idea. But listen, they can just call yeah, me dish. That's they the funny thing about it. That's the fun. No, I don't give a shit. That's the funny thing about it. Although I could see you running into issues, and I shouldn't say this if you're not thinking of it because it takes away from that. But again, it wasn't my thing. Is that there'd be times where I'd want people to spit it out, and they'd just be like, "King of everything, who is that?" I'd be like, "Just get to it. Just tell me what it is. Like, what is it that you need to say? Who is generally superior?" Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, get the whole mouthful out. But yeah. All right. Well, I doubt the man even wrote those six compositions by himself. If I'm being honest, I'm assuming there was some help towards him. So these aren't really new ideas that you're coming up, Greenwalls. These are had bins. These Kim Jong Il and Kim Jong Un have done these many times before. If you're God mm -hmm. for long enough, you'll come mm -hmm. up. You'll come up with it. So if I'm you're God for long enough, you will have all edible options as edibles. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving the point to Dish for that reason, because that is that is what's needed. Uh, exactly. That's the future I see, anyways. Me if too. there is a God, um, that is the future <laughs> I, I am envision. I am your God, Coffin. I think inevitably, though, the one thing that's impractical about that is that certain things are just simply not going to taste as good. And also, what about the food you We're under the notion it's all tasting not? the same. And, and, but also, Greenwald, I mean, that doesn't mean that, like, you're assuming then that... If they taste the same, then every food ever consumed is going to be the edible choice. But sometimes, I mean, if I'm like, oh, I got to go to work, I'm not going to choose the uh, the scrambled eggs with a fuck ton <laughs> oh, of edibles well, in Liam... Okay, so you said exclusively you have yeah, the, choice. the choice. I thought you said, yeah, I said the choice. They I just said got mad marijuana butter on deck. Yeah. No, I, I tip my cap. Uh, this has been a, a rare thing in the hot box, but I, sir, I, I give Liam. I think Liam's idea is better. Than Brilliant dish. Brilliant. <laughs> now I do gotta really say good. this. this really now this time around, I gotta, I gotta interrupt, guys. This time around, I'm about to piss my <laughs> pants, so we do need to take a brief break. <laughs> All right, and we're back. That does leave us with a three-way tie, guys. Um, you know what? We went. One time on our Instagram, we asked for fan questions for the hotbox to settle tiebreakers. We do have a very nice list of those, and we're just figuring out the best way we can do them. Maybe in the future, we might have an episode of only fan questions, but eventually we would like the, to use them to settle tiebreakers. We're not quite prepared to do that this time around. And please, please do DM the account and or us individually with other questions. As they have. come to you, as the hotbox questions come to you, hit us with them and... Uh, we're going to figure something out. So, I mean, we don't really have it figured out this weekend. We don't have our answers prepared or nothing like that. But going forward, it's on the top of our agenda. Uh, in general, we do appreciate the fan hotbox questions, so keep them coming. And, uh, you know, this week we'll finish with a tiebreaker. That's okay. We need to lift Greenwald's morale up a little bit anyways. Just a bit. Still having no wins. Greenwald, you can count this as like a half nice. win or a third win if you want to maybe. I'll give him a half. Um, just something I mean, to consider. I have one less win than Liam and two less wins than But Liam. how many do you have? Okay. I have zero. No, yeah, that's sure. I, I have zero. the... the you have zero. You I just want to make sure. I, I'm clarifying. Yeah, but I'm but I'm smarter than you. I so mean, I, let the record show. I have one more win than you, bro. All 
All right, All movie right, move movie on? recommendations. Yeah, let's move on. I'm sorry, Greenwald. I don't mean to bully you. But, uh, movie <laughs> recommendations. Let's move on. Who's leading off with the movie or TV show, as you may have noticed, we've started to delve into a little bit more. I want to lean off this weekend because I wanted to recommend, or this week rather, I wanted to lead, uh, recommend this last week. Uh, it is movie and TV recommendations, and, and I wanted to recommend this last week, but I hadn't finished it yet, so I wanted to finish it before I officially recommended it. But I am recommending the show called Giri Haji on Netflix. G-R-I-G-I-R-I space H-A-G-I. And I think it's in Japanese. It's uh, pride and pain or something like that. Okay, I was going to guess it's the uh, it, I was going to guess it's the Indian matchmaking show, but you just said it was Japanese. So I guess it's not. no, no. My brother's my brother's girlfriend who's Indian says that show is very offensive. Uh, to the way it portrays yeah, India, so I, I certainly will not be watching it, um, or I would be slain by her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically what this show is about is a Tokyo detective who travels to London in search of his brother, who is presumed to be dead. And basically the reason he's traveling to find his brother is because his brother is accused of murdering the nephew of a Yakuza member, threatening to start a gang war in Tokyo. And the Yakuza in Tokyo is basically like the mafia of Japan. So this show takes place in Tokyo and in London. Uh, it is a BBC show, so it's mostly in English. But I do recommend it with subtitles regardless. And obviously when they speak Japanese, which they do a lot, you'll need the subtitles for that, which are included in the show. But it's eight episodes. It's a mini series on Netflix. It's one of those shows that has the thing that I think made Game of Thrones so great, which is that you literally never know what's going to happen and everyone is at risk. No main character is safe. And the amount of times you'll see something happen in the show and literally have your mouth on the floor, your jaw gaped open because of how fucking unexpected and crazy it was is ridiculous. You'll have no problem with the fact that Netflix starts playing the next episode because you will not be able to stop watching the show. I guarantee it. And it has these really amazing, artistic, unique choices that make it incredibly unique and individualistic. I really, I just can't recommend it highly enough. It's got everything. It's so, so good. Even a Justin Long Ooh. cameo, by the way. It, Ooh, I love Justin I love Long. Justin that's Long. that's interesting. Yeah. Except, love yeah. Justin. Yeah. He was a surprising appearance in the show. But Is it, does it take place more in Tokyo or London? Equal. I'm in London. Got my equal. from London. Like 50, just because Tokyo intrigues me a little bit. I mean, very cool city. It's, I don't. It's I not like I'm seeing a lot of TV you, shows that take place in Tokyo in the first place. So I am intrigued. This is a yeah, I'm very intrigued. Opposite of a freezing cold take. Plant the flag in this on the podcast. You're I guarantee that Connor will love this show. I feel strongly, Liam, you'll like it as well. But I couldn't be more confident that Connor is going to say in a future episode how much he loved the show once it's on netflix it. it's on netflix and it should be and it's all all netflix because it's a netflix original series now that it's they've gotten the rights from bbc or whoever originally uh aired it so should be everywhere internationally available on netflix interesting all right dish what do you got yeah so i have um an older movie kind of it's on netflix um, and I am a big fan of superhero movies, huge fan of the MCU, as Greenwald knows. I don't know if you know Coughlin. Um, I don't know what the MCU is. Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I didn't need to know that. Uh, uh, that's a different <laughs> conversation for a different day. But I've always been big into the kind of superhero movies. MCU's been my favorite franchise of all time, but not even close. 
Um, and I was always told, you know, years ago to watch, like, Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse. I was always told, like, it's such a good movie. And I was like, no way. A fucking animated Spider-Man. Like, fuck this. I watched it, like, probably a year ago. Absolutely loved it. And then rewatched it recently, probably last week. But between the animation, the soundtrack, there's even the storyline of just, you know, this random kid who turns into uh, Spider-Man. The cast. the cast is incredible. I mean... Everything about the movie, I don't even know why I was so ignorant and not watching it, so that's why I just wanted to touch and talk to, you know, all the people out there, fans of superhero movies, think it's stupid or, you know, not good because it's anime. Wait, the new, mo- the new movie with the uh, Sunflower song by Post Malone? Yeah. Why'd you call yeah. it an old movie, yeah. Dish? I, I mean, it's like two years old. Movie. It's, it's, it's a few years old. I, Liam, I think a lot of people share that sentiment. I will say, I think most people, because of how good it was, it actually overcame that obstacle of, like, I had the same thing, thinking it was a kids' movie. It's it's one of the best movies in the. It's MCU. not in the MCU. But uh, it, it, it has to right, do. How many it. times are we gonna I say mean, the MCU? I mean, Coughlin, it's a very fucking. Am I that thing. stupid? Yes, yes you're. An Is idiot. it that common? No, you're an idiot. You're pretty. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're if you don't know the MCU and you know movies as well, in the MCU. Yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah. Rolls off the it tongue. Does. Regardless, fire movie. Yeah. Man, I fucking love yeah. that movie. I just want to reach my ignorant listeners out there. And I'm going with Train Spotting uh, by the famous director Danny Boyle. If any of you guys have seen Slumdog Millionaire, that's a Danny Boyle directed film. He's so good. I mean, he's Ooh. a British director. He's so good. He also guys. directed 28 Days Later, which Dish briefly mentioned. It wasn't his recommendation, but when he was butching Killian Murphy's name by calling him Sicilian <laughs> Murphy, Sicilian. the movie he was talking about was 28 Days Later, which was also directed by Danny Boyle. This movie has Ewan, uh, a young Ewan McGregor in it, and it takes place in Edinburgh, Scotland. It's about a bunch of really just heroin addicts kind of just doing Great stupid world. shit. Very funny, very depressing or like dramatic at yeah, the same time. For me. And yeah, just kind of different. Like I said, it is very, very funny, but also very dark and grim at other times. It was made in 96. It's kind of got that old feel to it. Nice Our old music. Year. Some that nice old tick techno from that era. If you're into that sort of thing, just a lot of just great movie. Train spotting, highly recommend it. I'm serious. If you've seen Slumdog, if you've seen anything else done by Danny Boyle, well, train spotting is what put him on the map. Yeah, Connor, I don't know if you, it, it appears to me you have not seen Yesterday yet. It's not good, in my opinion. Danny Boyle did, really? did not like it. I thought you did like it. I was disappointed because he's. You, no, no, I did not like it. No, I thought it was bad. Which is because the music's so great, but I just didn't really like the movie. But and the reason I was disappointed is because Danny Boyle is, a, is really great director and usually i like what he's put forward i haven't seen 28 days later so i gotta see that but in general i like him and i did not like yesterday but you guys see it for yourselves and make your own opinions on that and we're gonna wrap it up soon finally like sports are coming back a little bit more it does seem like we got a little bit more to watch this weekend guys what are you gonna be watching for starters nba basketball playoffs are almost starting on saturday the eight seed is gonna be playing the nine seed for that final playoff spot so for whoever wins they get to get their asses waxed by the lakers that's really exciting but it's still between four teams <laughs> Bro, memphis portland nice. spurs and the suns yeah i know greenwald's pulling for the blazers to get in greenwald your pick about damian lillard was pretty good it's it's starting to show some truth to it but honestly i mean the real mvp so far devin booker obviously hasn't even lost a game yet tj warren with the pacers Dropped 52 yeah, one game. Jimmy Butler He's averaging like 35 points night. per game. Yeah. 
Except for that Jimmy Butler just bitched him the other Excuse me, the other well, night. Well, the Pacers already have a comfortable playoff spot, and Jimmy Butler still did give him props after the yeah. game. And they originally had some quite serious beef before that. Exactly. And then he had zero points in the second half, TJ Warren did. He was like 0 for 7. Shooting. I don't think TJ Warren's... Uh, actually, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't want to rip him either. But, I mean, the dude's been averaging almost 35 points per game. No, no, me neither. Since me the neither. bubble. So, that's pretty damn impressive. So, we got basketball... Champions League, I don't know how we slept on it last time. Last last week's episode, I really thought it started a week later. Uh, but Champions yeah, League is back. That. Quarterfinals coming at you by the time this episode's out on Thursday. Uh, so that's really exciting. Europa League 2 wouldn't be exciting if United weren't in it. But hey, the best team in the world. Why not watch a little bit of Europa League? I mean, laughable <laughs> comment there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we also got UFC 252 on Saturday. Heavyweight championship is on the line. Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic are having a rematch. And everyone's basically saying that the winner is going to be un- un- undisputably the best heavyweight of all time. So that's pretty exciting. Sean O'Malley, the young stoner with like rainbow hair, like the Takashi hair. He's also fighting. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's like a stoner. He's like on Twitch you're, a lot. You're pretty much... You're pretty much talking into a void with, in regards to me when you talk about UFC. I really don't know anything about well, it. Well, there's a lot of like exciting fights up. The biggest. So what? What else is? Is there anything else for like the fighting. weekend? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of things. I got a couple of things. I was definitely going to mention the Champions League, particularly shout out for us, Connor, Barca, Bayern, which like realistically, I mean that's the one to watch right there. Like all I, of I them would, are looking would, good. Dude. I would place a yeah, but I'd place a bet that that team, whatever team comes out of that game, is going to win it all. But Ooh, we'll see. Um, we'll see. There's some good teams in there. Obviously, Man City, PSG, Atletico. But like those, those are the two for me that I think are going to uh, end up winning it. One of them. Uh, I will not be watching Project Power, which is coming out on Friday. It's the new Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Jamie Foxx movie. It looks so fucking stupid. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're excited for that, I I feel sorry for you. Uh, Is that being heavily promoted? The, I've never, ever heard of it. Very heavily. Very heavily. Yeah, it's like you take a pill and you become some sort of unique power. But it looks so stupid. Ooh, it's I'm like one of those high-budget <laughs> Netflix movies, like Bright, where uh, it was Will Smith and the guy, like, as an orc, you know, regulating cop or regulating crime in, like, L.A. and orc world or something Looks like that, but I will say I will, I will be watching. Uh, I'm excited for the new show on HBO because Perry Mason just ended, which was okay. Good acting, not the best show, but I love the star. Lovecraft Country is their new show coming out on HBO Sunday night prime time. Looks pretty fucking good, and also Nickelback mysteriously tweeted yeah. Nickelback, and uh, that's got me excited. Did he tweet like? I'm pretty really he tweeted like I'm 8, excited. He tweeted like 814 or something. Like he tweeted this Friday's date, right? Yeah, yeah. he said Friday. Yeah. Friday. And and it was just a picture of Nickelback, like on an album cover. And yeah, I should have said this as my hill that I'd die on. I fucking love Nickelback. I really Whoa. don't give a shit. And everyone out there is just pretending they don't love them. Well, they, see about that after it. the album. Now you have to listen to it and have to like songs on it. <laughs> it might not be Whereas I don't like need to listen to it. Album. I don't need to listen to it. I'm going to know it's bad. And I'm just going to be like, hey, Greenwald, what'd you love next week? And you're going to have to fucking lie to me and tell me like, <laughs> hey, you know what? song you like. Yeah, it's, don't do it, Jack. You know what? I never made it as a wise man. Never made it as a poor man either. Couldn't count it as a poor man <laughs> stealing or whatever the fuck the lyric is. But you know what I mean? 
Is this no, you just forced that in there. It didn't really work as well as you thought it did. He just forced those lyrics in there. Say it if it's worth saving me. But I think that's it. Dish, what are you watching? Anything else? Just the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees and the Islanders have uh, game one against the Capitals tomorrow. So definitely going to be watching that. But Also, shout out Lurkers. Liam and I both wearing the gang, shirt. Gang, Coughlin. Lurkers. Coughlin. Who's the loser Alright, I think we should wrap it up. Guys, follow us on Instagram. Subscribe. And review. Yeah. And and, uh, and, what, review. and what's the last one? It's, uh, oh, follow our Instagram page. So yeah, guys, and don't forget. And give us forget. five stars. Don't forget. But that's it for this week, guys. We'll be back usual time. I think we'll be back to our Thursday routine for good going forward. So we'll be back next week, guys. Take care. See you next week. Allow it. Photoed. We're all going to be like three little Fonzies here. We're gonna be cool. We're gonna be cool. We're gonna be cool. I know, I know, I know we're gonna be cool. We're gonna be cool. We're gonna be cool.